God, man, his spirit is walking up and down. Thank, can we give God glory once again? Amen. For Oh, my prayer, my prayer, my prayer. My prayer, children of God, is that you would know that you know. That you would encounter this loving God in a way you never have. Do you know why so many people never make it to Jesus? Let me tell you why so many people never, never will follow Jesus Christ. It's because Jesus said he didn't complicate it. He said, if you desire to follow me, he said, you must come with the heart of a child. Heart of a child. Now, I want, I want you to think about that. Heart of a child. I was over here, I got so caught up praying, I didn't know how many songs we had sang. I didn't know if Rich was going to preach the whole service, and I would have been fine with that. <laughs> Just what he practically did. Praise God. We're in no hurry. I'm in no hurry. I have no agenda this morning. Y'all good with that? I have no, if I don't get through all the points and sermons and all that, God's God and we'll be okay. All right? I don't care what I'm going to eat today. I hadn't even thought about it until now, even now. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not physically hungry, okay? But I'm spiritually hungry. Amen? I'm spiritually hungry. And man, when you can come, my goodness. You know, sometimes we, we, uh, we, we think everything's got to be right. We think everything's got to go by format. We think that you can't praise God if there's not enough people or you got to go to some other environment where people have prayed the way and paved the way for you to feel free to do it rather than be it and to bring it. I think of Abraham as I was down here praying. I don't even know who was around me. I don't even know who was praying in faith and, and had the back of my boot. But man, thank you. Whew. Thank you. Thank you for believing. I don't, know who, I don't know who was singing over here in this section and bringing it this morning, but it was beautiful. I don't know who it was. Only y'all sitting over there know who it was, but somebody was making a joyful noise and didn't really give a rip what their neighbor thought about the way they sang. Didn't care. Thank you. Didn't, didn't feel like you had to be where somebody else was leading you to bring that to God because you just had to bring it. You didn't care. You know, that's how you get free. When you're free, you don't care. And I don't mean in a bad way. I just mean in a good way. I don't care. I don't care what you think about how loud I sing about my Jesus. I don't care what you think about me getting in the altar and praising him and maybe looking a little different. I love him, but I really don't care. I love him more. Amen. I love him more. And so, and so that's, you know, and, I, and hey, I'm, I'm as guilty as the rest of you. Sometimes I care, but sometimes I'm selfish. I'm selfish. But you know what? When you walk in there to pick that little old baby up in the morning, that heart of a child, they got no problem surrendering to the Father, do they? They got no problem with saying, I want a pickup. I want you to hold me. They got no problem admitting I'm helpless without you. They got no problem admitting that I'm in this cave you put me in, right? If they could talk sometimes. That they're shaking and wanting to get out of. They've got no problem with throwing up their hands and saying, I don't want to be in this cave all day. And you know what, spiritually speaking? Some of us are caged. Some of us are caged. Some of us are caged and caving to the worries of the world. We're caged and caving to the pressures. 
some of you, I mean, you say, how does he know all this? Because I've lived half of it and still walking through it. Because it's real. As I was, you know, as I do marriage counseling and was doing premarital marriage counseling, they said, have you been not following us around? I said, no, but I married a woman and I know what marriage is like. About to celebrate, celebrate 21 years. And some of you, the devil whispers against you and says, well, you're the only one with a jacked-up marriage. Well, you don't. Don't you dare tell anybody. You're supposed to act like you've got it all together. Is anybody here dumb enough to admit you've got it all together all the time? Is anybody that dumb? I don't think so. I, didn't, I hope you didn't point at your spouse like they think they are. That would not be of the spirit, by the way. <laughs> that would be of the evil spirit. But man, God is God, guys. Let God be God and every man a liar. God is God. You don't have to listen to those lies. God, God does not speak. I really believe God does not speak 80% of the junk that comes in and through your mind. That is spoken from the enemy. It's spoken from the enemy. And I pray, and you need to pray, that God take every thought captive that comes your way that's not of the Spirit of God. Well, you'll never know how to love her as Christ loved the church. Well, you'll never submit to him as unto the Lord and die to that desire to rule over you. While your teenager will never get totally surrendered to God. They're going to go down this track. They're going to wind up doing... You'll, you'll, you'll never. That's not from God. God said to us as his children, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Young couple in your third and fourth year of marriage when the infatuations went away and, the, and you're not living in the chick flick moment of the first year of marriage. I get fickle because it's say, I say, I say, you know what, you, you can't, we're talking about internal takeover. We're talking, about, we're talking about the Holy Spirit internally taking us over. And I tell them, I say, you, you, you're not going to be able to love her, man, like she needs to be loved. You're not going to be able to love her like she needs, oh, but you don't know what we got, Pastor. It's special. I said, yeah, real special till about that uh, seventh night when he leaves the toilet lid up and you fall in. He's not so cute anymore. You don't see that in the Hollywood chick flicks. I tell you something else you don't slow down and study many times when the devil tells some of you women, well, he don't love you like that. Well, he doesn't look at you like that. Some of you ladies think the devil says, well, if you were like her, if you was pretty like her and had $14,000 of makeup on, he don't tell you that, does he? If you had a lot of photography to enhance your look, he don't tell you it's that. He says, you're not this, you're not this. You're, you're, you know, but if you were, you could have what they got. And I look at that couple and say, hey, nothing wrong with a chick flick. Nothing wrong with a steak night at the house and a $1.50 red box movie, amen? Good chick flick to hang out with your guests and, and your wife and your woman. But before you get caught up in how the world standard is about what love really looks like, you might want to look at how many Hollywood actors have been divorced and how many times they've been divorced and how they can't have a real marriage. Because you won't find it in infatuation. You'll find it in love. And the Bible says, who is love? God is love. So yeah, you really want the Holy Spirit to take over you? He will. He will, but he won't do it by force. 
He won't do it by force. But when he does it, let me tell you, you'll know he's doing it. You'll know he's doing it. And guys, man, I'm going to speak right here into your heart, all right, because I was one of you. When you will die to your stinking pride, it goes all the way back to the garden. Man's always had, man has always had a struggle with pride to die to himself. Come to me as a heart of a child. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I don't want to be moved, God. I don't want to be moved. You won't be moved unless you have a heart of a child. I don't want to surrender. I don't want to get whatever the pastor or the worship pastor or the singer over there's got. I don't. I don't. I don't. You know. I don't. I want to be selfish, and you miss out on the blessing of God. But as you surrender, and that's what I loved about this morning. Even as Rich just surrendered, he just surrendered. He didn't care. He didn't care who was here, who wasn't here. He just brought it to God, brought it to the Holy Spirit, and God took it and said, "I'm I'm about to bless it." Amen. It's the same with you guys. He did the same thing with you. Every Sunday, I know what it's like to walk in here and go, okay, you know, I showed up. God likes me more. No, God, you can't do anything to make him like you less. Amen? Or to love you less. You can't do anything to make him love you less. But he'll bless your socks off and bless you with his presence. See, you can do things to keep his presence from being so sweet in your life. You can do things that will keep you from ever tasting and seeing how good he really is. And when you taste and get in his presence like this, there's nothing else that compares. Nothing else that compares. So you just keep growing. You're blessing my heart. I'm just going to tell you this. I want to you blessing my heart. What God's doing in this church is blessing my heart. What God's, his presence is so sweet in here, and I just, the spirit blows where he will, but I'm telling you what. It's an absolute blessing of God. God literally, God literally is having his way. The spirit blows where he will, and he is taking over. Everybody okay with that? Y'all good with that? Just raise your hand if you're good with that. All right. I pray, the last prayer I prayed down here is, is I said, and one of the last things I said is, Lord, I'd rather be crazy or called crazy for Jesus than to be complacent for myself. I'd rather be, I call me a fanatic. I don't care. Call me a fanatic. I don't care. The only thing I care about is bringing honor to God and making sure that whatever I do in my life and expression and reflection, two words God put on my heart probably, I don't know, probably over 12 years ago, even before I started pastoring. But two words he brought to my heart and my spirit was radiate. Everybody say radiate. And reflect. Everybody say reflect. And the Holy Spirit always brings those back to you. And he says, I want you to radiate them, and I want you to reflect them. And I thought, man, if I can, if I can keep that heartbeat, yield to the Spirit, walk by the Spirit. That God said he desired to mold you into the image of his Son. Not into the image of the world. Not to the image of my prayer time down here this morning, caught up in the presence of God, that we would die to little G gods. Not to the image of sports, he said he had mowed you into. Not to the image of sex. Not to the image of possessions. He said, I'm going to mold you into the image of my son. And so what I've been hearing in our few minutes that are, that are left, here's what I love about it, is, is that we don't, here's what God's teaching me. Slow down. And it feels good. I'm just telling you, it feels good. And what I've asked 
our senior generation, because that's one thing I'll update you guys. And I do want to invite you at any point. If you want your socks left off, show up here at a 9 o'clock service on Sunday. If you, if, you, if you want your socks left off, show up at a 9 o'clock service. Now, you won't see the lights and haze, and you might not hear your preference of music, but I'll tell you one thing you will. You'll know your love. And you'll know the spirit of the living God is up coming through this church and he's honoring a faithful senior generation that cares more about their grandchildren coming to Christ in knee shorts with loud drums than they do about themselves. And you'll see why God's blessing this church. You'll see why God's bringing his spirit in this church. And you'll see why, you'll see who God is and what he's going to do. But I'm just hearing from the spirit. And I asked this faithful senior generation to pray over me. I've challenged our elders. And I said, I said, I, said I, I want you to pray this over me. And I said, here's how I want the Spirit to work in me. And then I want to put it out as a challenge. And I've challenged both our elders, our senior generation, and challenged our 9 o'clock this morning. I'm challenging you. I'm challenging you. But here, 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 here's what I ask them to pray over me. That I would enter and, and really get back. There's a time in my life that, 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 I, that I know what it's like to taste and see, but that God would bring me to the joy of praying. The joy of praying. Now look, I don't even have to ask you to raise your hand, but if you're honest, you like your pastor up here if you're a believer. Most of your praying is more of a chore than it is a joy. Most of your praying you find hard to fit your busy list to slow down and be still and know that he's God because you got so much to do. I know because I was one of you, right? And I said, God, I want to enter the joy of praying. God took me back when I was a student, pastor student, from when I used to get along, man, and I'd spend time with him and I would, and, and, and God's even showing me this more and more how the through the Psalms and how he used the instruments and through David and through the prophets and, and just the instruments prepared their hearts to enter communion with God. And I said, Lord, I remember when my prayer time, when there was more sweetness and joy. I remember students praying and in and, and, and the presence of God and sweetness of joy and, 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 and getting serious about their actions and sin. And say, I don't really want to be that person. That's not who the Spirit in me wants to be. And laying it on the altar. I said, God, take me back to the joy. And God will, God will do that, man. He'll take music that exalts him. Words are not words. Sometimes people say, I can't pray and words to a song. Well, that's okay. Get some music that don't have the words. Pray the song. <laughs> pray the song if you don't know how to pray. You start praying the song that exalts God, he'll, he'll do something in you. And here's what God showed me that I spoke into our faithful senior generation on Wednesdays at 10, which you're invited anytime. Hey, teenagers, I dare you. I dare you some summer Wednesday to come up here at 10 o'clock and be a part of what goes on. I dare you to come up here and be a part of it and see what God says to you. See how he speaks to you. See the, the love of God through human form of sweet senior adults that love him and that have wisdom and that literally, literally walk in the spirit of God and have proven their faithfulness as God has been faithful to them. But I, I read this to them, Psalm 16. 
David praying here. And if David knew anything about his enemies around him, he was encompassed by his enemies. They were trying to take his life. They were trying to kill him. Saul was after him. The lady slain. David slain. No, Saul slain his thousands. David slain his ten thousands. David was not even the king at that time. Jealousy infused in Saul's heart. Saul tried to kill him. But David still honored and respected authority of God's anointed king, even though it's the king the people wanted, and they paid a price for it because they didn't want God's king. God anointed him for the time. And, and, and David could have killed him, but he still respected him, and he didn't do it because he was walking. He didn't set apart to emerge and step on God's playing field and walk with the presence of God. And David, his own son, came against him to try to take his kingdom. And, and kill him, and he still grieved. He grieved when he realized that his son Absalom's hair got caught in a branch, and he hanged there, and then he was killed by one of the soldiers. But he said he'd been through all this, and he said, Preserve me or keep me safe, O God, for in you I take refuge. And then here's what the Spirit of God got on me that I shared this past Wednesday that I want to speak into you because it was, it was just this strong in my spirit. As I prepared it and as I read it over God's uh, faithful saints here. David said this in verse 2. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. Everybody say, my Lord. You ever been to the funeral and the graveside, especially the graveside of laying a faithful saint of God to rest and the 23rd Psalm was read? The Lord is my shepherd. Personalized. See, a lot of people read it here, and it's never personal. Oh, they might be a great author, and they may read it very well, but it doesn't have the same meaning as the person who reads it, who knows them here in their heart. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He's all I need, as the little girl says, as she read, as she read the psalm. He's our everything. And David, here's what he said in verse 2 of Psalm 16. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. I have no good apart from you. And here's what the Spirit of God said to me. He said, Pastor, do you say more to me or do you ask more from me? What about you? What about you in your prayer time? Do you say more to him or do you ask more from him? And God showed me. Yeah. He showed me I do what 99.9 tenths percent of you do, right? I ask, and here's what the Spirit taught me, even through David praying that. And it took me all the way back to the disciples saying, how should we pray, Lord? The Spirit of God told me, he said, Toby, if you'll prioritize the say, I'll take care of the ask. What are you saying, Pastor? Well, I'm saying his disciples asked him. you got to remember, his disciples had the same problem we had. They were selfish. When it comes time to Jesus teaching the multitudes, they would help out. But when it comes time to it, and they were thinking about where they were going to be, they literally were thinking about, what are we going to eat, man? What time is Munoz open? You know what I'm saying? What are we going to eat? They're worried about the physical. Jesus said, my food, my meat is to do the will of him who sent me. I must needs go through Samaria. But they were slowly learning. And they said, Lord, teach us how to pray. And he said, okay, here's how you pray. Our Father who art in, say it with me, heaven. What's the next word? Hallowed be your name. I say to the Lord, you are mine. 
Lord, let me enter the joy of I will never enter the joy of praying if I bring my ask before my stuff. Because asking is not hallowing. Y'all follow me? So I, I find in the sweetness of my prayer time on my back deck, in my quiet place, that when I come and to say to the Lord, and I, and, I, and I have the music going that exalts God, that moves me to my heart. I don't get distracted by people walking in my yard in my neighborhood. I don't get distracted by other things. I'm just focused, you see. I'm focused. And I make sure I'm where I can't even hear a bit of the TV or hear anything. But the music ministers to my heart, and I'm focused, and I begin to say, God, I just want to hallow your name. And you know what God will do? He'll say, you hear that sparrow? I'll say, I hear it, Lord. He'll take me to the Sermon on the Mount, and he'll say, my eye's on that sparrow. You worried about that job situation? You worried about that marriage struggle? You worried about that teenager going wayward? Hey, don't you know? that my eye's on that sparrow and there's a lot of them flying around and I got my eye on you? Why should you feel so troubled? Why should you go to bed at night with worry and fear? I got this. I got this. And if you'll, if you'll start what you say, you'll remember who I am. And by the time you get through what you say, and you'll forget what you was going to bring to the table to ask. It's an amazing concept. But it's freeing, and it's joyful. Now, I don't know who that's for, but it's about for all of us. Amen? we got to get our say before our ask. And if you want the Holy Spirit to take over your life and truly have an internal takeover, and I'm, 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 I mean, hey, just, we're, not, we're not rushing. I'm through. I'm through this morning, all right? I'm through. I do want to read our key text. I do want to read our key text and one other verse. But if you literally, literally we talked about the, the Holy Spirit, being the parakletos, which means literally he is there to walk along beside us. And not just beside us, but because of Christ's work and what he did at the cross, John 14, 26, we are, we are given this promise. And John 14, I want to read it to you. First of all, John 14, 16, Jesus speaking here, he basically says, um, or he says in, in 16, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another, everybody say helper, the capital H helper. There's only one capital H helper, and it's not Dr. Phil, it's not Oprah, it's not Tom Cruise in Scientology, it's not the little guys in khaki pants and white shirts on their bicycle, all right? That look like a package of love in the form of occultism. And it's not your spouse. That's the capital H. It's the Holy Spirit. He said, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. And then verse 26 the band's coming to get in place. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. He's going to bring it to remembrance. He's going to walk alongside you, the paraclete. He's going to walk alongside you. But not only is he going to walk alongside you, when I ascend to the Father, you go and wait. And God's going to sin. God sent me to die on a cross. God sent me to represent the Godhead in human flesh as the Son. I am going to send the Spirit. 
He's going to come in my name, the name of Jesus, the name above all names, the name that every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, and he is the one who's going to lead you. He's the one who's going to comfort you. He's the one who's going to be an advocate. He's the one who's going to be a guide. He's the one who's going to teach you Scripture because as we looked a couple of weeks ago, that the first attribute is his intelligence. And so he is the one that's going to show you that. He's the one that's going to help you as you bow your head this morning and close your eyes. And I read this verse over you that Paul gave to Timothy that we would rid this stuff. I love what Rich said on the anointing of the Holy Spirit up here. I don't want what the world has to offer, God. I don't want it. And when the Holy Spirit internally takes us over and makes us free, we die to our prideful self. We die to the desires of what the world has to offer, knowing it's only going to bring temporary satisfaction. And we yield ourselves to the Spirit of God. And Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5, but understand this, that in the last days, there will come times of difficulty. For people will be, listen to these, listen, if this is in you, ask God to remove it. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant. You wonder why you push those buttons all the time on your spouse? Because you're prideful just like I was and you need to die to your pride, man. He called you to love her as Christ loved the church. You got no way to look at the cross and tell me you got the right to talk to your wife like she's not very valuable and a helpmate to you. Ladies, you got no right to tell me you got the right to look at your husband and talk to him like he's one of the children. But he acts like a child sometimes. Hey, he said you submit yourself unto him as unto the Lord. Put Jesus in between you. Yield to the Holy Spirit. Men, you'll die to pride. Ladies, you'll die to the desire to rule over and wear the pants in that relationship when it brings dishonor to God. You'll pray for more for your husband to be the spiritual leader when he's not than complain about him not being. And God, the Holy Spirit, will remove these things out of your life. Arrogance. He said people will be abusive. He said, teenagers will be disobedient to their parents. Not submitting to their authority. God gave you those parents to be a guide for you. So teenager, if you got that concept, this is my bedroom, get out, then you start paying the mortgage payment or shut your mouth and submit to that authority in Jesus' name. Because God gives us those authorities to protect us. Ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness, (laughs) showing up for church to occupy a seat but never moving toward God, never using their spiritual gifts for God, but denying the power of God. He said, avoid such people. See, the Holy Spirit, if He truly takes us over in all His wisdom, His intelligence, He never leads a person to act so foolish. That's never a leading of the Holy Spirit when I do not have self-control, when I do not have patience. 
It's not because the Holy Spirit's failing at his job. It's because I've told him to get his hands off the wheel of my life and my ship. But if you'll tell him this morning that you're letting go and you want him to totally take over you, he'll change the way you live. He'll change the way you treat others. He'll change the way you speak to your spouse, man. He'll change the way you speak to your spouse. Like, he'll change the way you respect or you, the way you disrespect your parents, kids. He'll stop you from taking the second look, man, and having thoughts that you shouldn't have. He'll stop you from having sex before marriage, teenagers, in any form or fashion to bring honor. He'll take away the doubts and disappointments. He'll bring you out of the darkness and depression that you're in. Only God, only God can do that, friend. Only God. Do you trust him? Maybe you're here this morning and you say, man, I'm telling you, I feel like I'm on a bus. And, and there's parts of you that say, just, just shut up. Just if he will just shut up and close this thing where I can go. Don't, don't, don't go. Don't follow that thought. That's not of God. Won't you surrender like that baby? Won't you lay your pride aside and say, I've tried everything. I've tried, I've tried relationships that failed. I've tried uh, drugs. I've tried pornography. I've tried all kinds of things. I'm empty. Well, how about trying somebody that'll fill you up, come live inside of you, and never forsake you or leave you? Try Jesus. Call upon his name right now. The Bible says, Romans 10, 13, if you'll call upon the name of the Lord, you are a whosoever. You can insert your name. By faith, God will give you the gift of faith, and he will save you. So tell him, say, God, I am so sorry for my sins. I should have died on that cross. Thank you for dying for me. Forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart and save me. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give God praise for those who voiced that prayer? Amen. Not just here, but all across the world today where the Bible's being preached. And then believers, let's pray this and then we'll stand. Or kneel, whatever the Spirit says. If you're a believer and you know you need an internal takeover, you know you're having those arguments that escalate at least once a month where you're hurting your spouse. Teenager, you know you're a teenager that's been rebellious. There's a spirit in you that's not been God-honoring. Whatever it is, and you want to be different because there's Jesus inside of you through the Holy Spirit, just you pray. I should not have to tell you if you're a believer how to pray. He said be a disciple and a disciple maker. That's what God's doing in the life of this church, by the way. I hope you'll get in on it. That God's taking us back to ground level and teaching us what it truly means to be a disciple and a disciple maker. And I pray to God that you'll let the Spirit eternally take you over to be a part of that dynamic. To where not only you will come here to hear the word and be discipled, but you will disciple yourself. And then you won't do like 95, 98% of believers. Then you will become a disciple maker that's what he called us to be you offer your prayer to the lord i'll offer mine and then we'll pray we'll receive our offering yes just a connect card is all we ask faith family members you can keep what's god if you want to i don't advise it you can't give it but i don't advise keeping it the only other option is bring it 
bring it. And you'll see his faithfulness like you've never seen. I promise you. I stand behind it, knowing the truth behind that principle. So say your prayer to the Lord. Ask the Holy Spirit to take you over. Father God, I yield myself to you. I commit myself to you, Holy Spirit. It's the only way I can keep from desiring to fulfill the desires of the flesh. It's the only way that I cannot take the second look. It's the only way that I cannot say hurtful words to my spouse in times of disagreement, in times of stress. It's the only way that I can raise my children in the healthy fear and admonition of the Lord and not provoke them to wrath. Would you, God, continue this work that you've begun in me? Would you completely take me over, God? Hear the prayer of your servants praying all over this building this morning, God. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your power, God. Thank you for how you're moving, God. Thank you for how you're teaching us to wait. God, good things come to those who wait on you, Father. We're hearing. We're waiting, God. We love you. We praise you. We bless your name, God. We turn from all the evil things of the world to follow and pursue you. We love you and we pray it all in the name above all names that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you are Lord. Would you stand and make that confession by your stand right now? Would you stand and say that, that you are know who he is and we are confessing him. We're confessing you, Lord. Just